Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 39. Since episode one, you've heard me talk about Royal Caribbean cruising. So this week, I've invited my friend Annette to talk about what's appealing about Royal Caribbean cruising to women. We'll discuss what Annette's enjoyed about cruising with Royal Caribbean and explore the female side to cruising. We also have your listener feedback to share, so here we go. A number of episodes ago, one of our listeners, Sarah Jones from Marlowe in England, wrote in and wanted to get a female perspective on cruising with Royal Caribbean. She wanted to get a female's opinion on cruising and the cruises my wife had already taken. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't like to hear her own voice, so she declined the invitation. But I invited my very good friend, Annette Owens, from MEI Travel to join us because, well, <laughs> she's the girliest girl I know. And she's, oh taken a number- <laughs> she's taken a number of Royal Caribbean cruises. That's a compliment, Annette. But welcome to this podcast. Okay, good. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, look, I mean, you, we, we love you, Annette. You're, but you're a very girly girl. You're, 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 you wear you're, heels and all of a sudden you become a girly girl. Yeah, that's right. Annette wears, no matter where we go, doesn't matter anywhere we go, she wears heels, no matter what. So it's, <laughs> I guess, if that isn't a testament to your My girly girlness, then that, I don't know what is. Okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and I've known Annette for many, many years, and I know Annette has also taken a number of Royal Caribbean cruises. How many are you up to now, Annette? Uh, seven. Wow, good for you. Nice. Seven and, uh, on five different ships. So Absolutely. Not and bad. Since we're talking about female perspectives on cruises, obviously there's gonna, you know, there's gonna be a lot of carryover, I think, between what, you know, we talk about here as, you know, things that women enjoy, but also because, you know, men enjoy them too, because when we talk about the spa, look, we can talk all about oh. women enjoying it. I like the spa as much as the next woman, so I'm not gonna sit here and pretend <laughs> that's just what girls do. I enjoy a good, you know, day at the massage booth, so. Let's, you know, put that out there. There's nothing, it's not like one is, you know, any sort of activity we discuss here is only for women and it's not for men at all. There's a lot of carryover, but I think it's just, you know, it'd be fun to kind of get a different perspective on things, certainly. Right. They're just tired of hearing your perspective. They just want exactly. something else. Exactly. That's, mm-hmm. that's what they're saying. They're sick of hearing me. They want to hear what <laughs> So, Annette, let's, let's start with what is it about a Royal Caribbean cruise that really appeals to you? Just in general. It doesn't have to be a female thing. Just what do you like about cruising with Royal Caribbean? I love the fact that I don't have to cook dinner, clean, um, iron, um, think, really. I mean, it's all laid out for me. So, you know, being busy mom, busy women, it's really nice to go on vacation and be able to hand it over to somebody. So, you know, coming in and the bed's turned down and there's a mint on the pillow, that never happens. And the kids, when you come home, always ask for it and they don't get it from me. I don't know about other parents, but there's just that, that, Pampering. You're you're already getting pampering and you don't have to go to the spa. Absolutely. That's a great point. You know, when you brought that up, I didn't even thought about this that that particular point, but as soon as you mentioned it, it clicked in my head because when we're going on a cruise and it's like, hey, we've got like, you know, a month to go or whatever many days, my wife is thinking, Oh man, that's just how many days until I don't have to worry about what we're making for dinner yep. or what my daughter's gonna eat. It's just you know what? We're going to the Windjamere and that's it. And there's no two ways about it. It's just, <laughs> you know, it, I, it, you know, it, you don't even have to special. I, a lot of times I go without doing special planning, all the other stuff. I just get on there and just kind of go with the flow. It's just, Absolutely. that's the best part about cruising. You can make a last minute decision, see what's available at the steakhouse, you know, love it. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. The flexibility is, is, is certainly a big factor. So let's talk about some of your favorite activities to do on board a cruise ship or even on shore for that matter, because obviously I know you like to explore ports just as much as exploring any particular Royal Caribbean ship. So what are some things in it that you really relish doing besides not having to uh, make <laughs> meals for yourself for about a week? 
Oh, yeah. No. Well, obviously, there's shopping both in the ports and on the ship. Um, so, you know, you always got to kind of look and see what's out there. You never know. You know, everyone, sure. everyone was, likes to shop, right? Absolutely. I was going to ask you, are there any ports you've been to that you think are, are better shopping ports? I hear a lot of them. People say like St. Thomas is supposed to be a good one. Yes. Oh, yeah. so I was going to say St. Thomas, you took it right out of my mouth. That's my favorite port. Oh, do you like that? So is there anything particular that stands out or are you just like uh, window shopping or what is it? Well, I like the shopping there, but, you know, I have to say that my favorite excursion I've ever done was jumping over to St. John and going snorkeling over there. That was just amazing. Um, and being able to do both islands on one port stop, I, I love that. Absolutely. St. Thomas is a beautiful island. Any other uh, ports stand out in your mind for shopping? Um, I actually <laughs> – I may be the only one that, that says this, but Grand Cayman. I really like Grand Cayman. I like the layout. I like, you know – I I don't know. I like it when you don't you can get away a little bit from the port sure, and still absolutely. feel safe, you know? So I, I have to say those are two of my favorite. I I know a lot of people don't get off in the Bahamas, but I've been I've been to Nassau so many times. That's almost like a second home. I like <laughs> feel like I know where everything's at. So that one I like to get off not for the shopping, but more for the free internet. Absolutely. Because I know where to go for free internet. So, you know, to touch base with family and friends in Nassau. So, you know, that's something to always research before you go. If Absolutely. you want to touch base with family. Good point. I also know that Annette on, on Royal Caribbean ships, especially they have Starbucks on there, which is a big hit for you, right? Well, yeah, that's like a daily thing, even home. So that's like the little piece of home, you know, although, you know, now traveling with teens, it's expensive. Um, yes. Yeah. So that one, that's, uh, yeah, definitely. Are we moving into food now? Is that what we're trying to do? Yeah. Well, let's not beat around the bush anywhere because I know that's a big thing for you. Um, if you get the chance to go and decorate a cupcake, I'm telling you, that is like, look, I just went straight from Starbucks to cupcakes. <laughs> if you get that opportunity, you should do it. It's the most amazing fun. Maybe that's girly. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we did it with a team of our agents and it was a great team building experience to see who actually could make their cupcake look like a dog versus something else. <laughs> A, a mashing of of, <laughs> of uh, whipped cream and and food coloring, I guess. Well, yeah, and that's something I wouldn't stop and do at home. So Absolutely. being course, able to do that on the ship was amazing. And of course, the cupcake decorating classes are available. As far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong in that. I know they're on the ships that have the cupcake cupboard shop right. on the Royal Promenade, like the Oasis class and some of the Freedom class ships. Um, right. But you can do that there, and that is a lot of fun. That's fun for everyone. They have they have sessions for kids they have sessions for adults it's uh it, it's not it's not very expensive as i re, as i recall no it wasn't that expensive and it it doesn't take a lot of time but it was just so much fun and it's all laid out there and you know the the instructors were just hysterical and amazing cuz there was not a lot of talent working on our little table, you know, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so, but you know, we were all very proud taking our little puppies home to our cabins. I think on when we go on the royalcaribbeanblog.com group cruise, which is coming up in uh, March 2015, I think perhaps we will have to uh, indulge in a little, let's see who can make a better cupcake in the decoration. You know, that would be an amazing little thing to do. Everybody to do it together and then vote. Yes. Have people vote on which one's the best. So maybe you should do, well, the puppy dog was kind of tough because it's stacking two on top. But Mm -hmm. I got to say that, was it a cheeseburger one? That was comical to me. To think that it was a cupcake, but when it was done, it looked like a cheeseburger. (laughs) 
Nice. Let's Not where you thought the... I was going with that, were you? No, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I didn't have hamburger, cheeseburger, uh, cupcake here on my show notes, but that's good to know. Um, let's talk about the, one of the things I hinted about earlier, which was the spa. And you know what? The spa is not just the massages, which look, <laughs> we all like ma- massages, uh, quite a bit. Right. There's also the salon, which I think is an overlooked aspect of the spa treatments because I think a lot of women, you know, look, if you're going, I, I don't know about you, when I, before I go on vacation, I go get my haircut. You know, that's a guy thing, but. And then you're you know, done. <laughs> that's it. But you mm-hmm. know, you want to, you know, maybe you want to have something done on the ship, like get a manicure or a pedicure or, uh, do your hair for a formal night, right? Those are some options that are available in the, in and the, and I've done all of those because sometimes you just don't get that chance to go get the mani pedi before you get on the cruise. Absolutely. So How sometimes you, like you have their- to take care of it. I, I ha- it, amazing. And my tip for anybody is first day, first day on the ship, they've got some amazing spa specials. So oh, yes. go check them out because everybody hasn't signed up and especially not on that first day when so many people are getting used to the ship. They have some pretty amazing sport. First day specials, um, and and getting your hair done. I did that. I, I have to say, here's my girly moment. On one of the ships, I treated it like prom. I was just <laughs> like, you know what? It's been a long time. I do it for my kids. I'm just gonna. It's formal night. We're gonna just do it. And so went up, got my hair done, and it wasn't that expensive. It was just about as much as it would be here at home. So. Um, in North Carolina, I'll put that out there because I don't know. Prices for hair may be different everywhere. But sure. um, for getting it up. But, I, you know, a quick updo, it wasn't that bad. A little bit of time and then off to dinner we went. It was a fun night. I mean, you know, when you go on the cruise, that formal night, I always enjoy that. The girly Absolutely. part of me loves dressing up for dinner. So... Yeah. And for guys, I, one of my we when I was on Jewel this season, my good friend Tim, he went to the salon and he got a... A uh, what's it called? The shave with the straight edge shave. Oh, the straight edge shave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which exactly for formal night. So it's you know it's that's something a little it's a little treat to yourself, right? The same way that you could probably yeah. do your hair, I'm sure. But it's nice to have someone else do it and a little. It perk, would so not little, be like, up, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean it's little little things you wouldn't normally do, but you're just kind of sure. little treats to yourself because it is your vacation. Absolutely. Now let's talk about let's go back to the. The spa. Now, what what spa treatments do you really like? What kind of massages do you enjoy most? I'm a hot stone. Mm, hot yes, stone massage. One. I just love those. Just love those. I'm addicted to them. Yes. The, I remember when my wife first got them for the first time, the masseuse described her as she'll feel like mashed potatoes. Oh, and... I've had warm melted butter. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like to get your massage? If you're going to get one massage now, would you get it in the beginning of the cruise or towards the end of the cruise? I've done both. I, you can never go wrong with a massage. I mean, really. Yes. Um, I, a lot of times, though, when you go early in the cruise, they'll offer you a comeback special. Oh. So if there's something else that you might want to do, I know when I got the heart, uh, I want to say it was on the Liberty, but when I got the I got the stone massage, and then they said if you want to come back for a facial or something, there was a percentage off. So oh, nice. I was able to come back later in the week and do a facial treatment. So you know, there's <laughs> I'm giving all sorts of tips on. How to save a few bucks in the spa, I guess, but <laughs> I'm all into oh. that because, you know, that was, that was amazing though. Getting the hot stone early on and then coming back in another day at sea and getting a facial. That was amazing. Nice. And the other things I have, I've never done them. I don't know anyone who's ever done them, but I don't know. I don't think you've done them. Maybe I'm wrong. They do have things like they have Botox treatments. They have the uh, teeth cleaning things. I, I don't think you've, I don't know if you've ever done those in that, but those are, of course, we should mention those are services yeah. as well that maybe you're, uh, there's also, um, acupuncture 
as uh, other things they offer on board. So a lot to choose from, you know, whatever you're into, or maybe you want to try something for the first time. This is a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've never done them, but I, I know some people that have that said the acupuncture, yep. they said it was amazing. They said that there's just something about a needle sticking in me that doesn't sound very pleasant to me, but for <laughs> them, they thought it was amazing as it was a great experience. Absolutely. Now, Annette, I want to tell you a story and I want to tell, I want you to tell me if this oh. sounds familiar to you. You book a cruise mm-hmm. and at some point between when you book your cruise and the cruise actually beginning, you embark on a single handed mission to single handedly stimulate the United States economy through a series of retail purchases for absolutely positively necessary cl- cruise clothing shopping. Do you know what I mean? I hate to answer this one. Because <laughs> you know it's true. As My many cruises as I've been time. on, as many cruises as I've been on, and it's lots. <laughs> I always have at least one new thing I take with me. It's amazing. We go on a cruise, and it, yeah. you all the time. And then what do you do? You go into ports and you buy more shirts clothes. and more clothes. Yep. <laughs> That's honestly, it is kind of fun to be able to, you know, you book a cruise and it's like you get, you know, within a couple of weeks of your cruise, and it's like, oh, you know, you start the packing process or yep. at least the mental packing process, and you say, oh, you know what, that that suit I wore you know, was really out of style, or you know, I really don't have any good pairs of shorts anymore, or whatever the reason is, who cares? I want a new pair of uh, a new outfit, or as it right. as it were. And you know, the other thing is, I'm sure, like I'm telling you, look, listen to me, the uh, the big style these days, at least I see in my limited retail travels, is all the nautical aware that's out there which is a perfect match for your cruise oh yeah navies and whites everywhere everywhere around here at least yeah between that and you know let's not forget about you know you got a bathing suit shop Mm -hmm. because you're going to be in a bathing suit so when you're taking a winter cruise think about that a little earlier um because you know a lot of these a lot of the bathing suits around september or so are gone that's right, yeah, because it's a very seasonal item in, in many markets. So, yeah. yeah, if you're going to need to look for that. There are also probably the other thing you should consider is there are – I don't know about you, around you, Annette, but there's usually some new swimsuit-only stores that are out there. And yes, you can, and you I can went order. to one of those right before the November cruise and paid an awful lot for a bathing suit. <laughs> well, yep, that's what you so do. that's kind of the reason that was kind of fresh on the brain. Um, but every, it's kind of funny because every time I cruise, I come up with something new that I need. Oh, I need a new bathing suit this time. Oh, something diver- <laughs> different for formal wear, you know. All right. Well, but before I let you go, Annette, uh, the little tradition we have among all of our Royal Caribbean blog podcast guests is we want to get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you some quick questions about how you like to cruise in Royal Caribbean. So just fire back with the first thing that comes to your head. You ready? All ready. All right. Favorite restaurant on a Royal Caribbean ship? Oh, 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 and I can't think of the name of it because I'm blank. <laughs> what do they serve there? The sushi place, the sushi place. Oh, Izumi. Yes, thank you, thank you. I was like, is, is, sorry, is Izumi. It, you didn't, oh, I didn't know, amazing. You, I didn't know you ate uh, sushi. I was oh, oh, yes, and that was amazing. Nice. How about, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll ask you anyway for the sake of our audience. Preferred drink while on a Royal Caribbean cruise? A BBC. Yeah, there you go. And <laughs> a chocolate one at that if I can get it. There you go. Favorite you port of call to visit? <laughs> I did. I did, absolutely. But I had to ask for the sake of brevity. Mm-hmm. Favorite port of call to visit? St. Thomas. Ooh, good choice. And lastly, this, I, this, I'm, I'm almost afraid to ask you. What is oh. your favorite song on the radio or your iPod today? Oh, today? Today. If, you, if I said Annette. Oh, my goodness. I was in the car with my teenage daughter. Uh. <laughs> And and here we go. You ready? Yes. Bring it on. Summer. 
from Frozen. Oh, there you go. A little Disney tie-in. I like that. Sorry, a little Disney tie-in. We're still in the let it go and Frozen stage here. There you go. Well, I'm sure there's many moms out there that know exactly what you're going through. Again, I sit in the car with a teenager. Yep. Well, very good. Annette, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I think this was very feminine and and appropriate (laughs) and, and, and a lot of fun also. The next reader may go, now we'd like a real female opinion. <laughs> Thanks, Annette. It's my favorite part of the podcast. It's time to read all of your comments, emails, play your voicemail messages, and really make this part of a your show, really. This, of course, is something I've always wanted to do. And I thank each and every one of you for listening once again. And let's kick things off with a voicemail from Peyton from Shanghai, China. Here you go, Peyton. Hi, Matt. This is Peyton calling from Shanghai, China. My wife and I moved here a couple of months ago for a two-year work assignment, and I love listening to your blog on my commute. So thanks for all your hard work. I enjoyed your podcast today on back-to-back cruising, and I plan to someday uh, take advantage of that. I was recently shocked to learn that the Quantum of the Seas is coming to Shanghai, China in 2015, which is perfect for me off in Shanghai. Uh, do you know when I will be able to find out what the itineraries will include? Again, thanks for your help, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Great question, Peyton. And you know, a lot of people have been talking about this topic ever since Royal Caribbean made the announcement that Quantum of the Seas is indeed going to Shanghai, China in May 2015, which is a huge deal, not because it's sending another cruise ship to China, but it's sending a brand new cruise ship to China. This is very different because, again, when Royal Caribbean send cruise ships to the past in China, and this is every cruise line for that matter, they've always been older ships, ships that have been in the fleet for a while. They've cruised North America. They've cruised Europe. They've really done it around. They've been around the block a number of times, and then they go to China. And even now, you know, bigger ships like even Voyager class, which in the grand scheme of things aren't that big anymore, are just brand new. So this is a huge deal for Royal Caribbean. It's essentially a brand new ship right over to China right away. And this is really all about Royal Caribbean seeing, they believe, that there are dollars to be made in the Chinese cruise market. Because as of right now, the Chinese cruise market is behind the United States and Europe slightly, but its potential is huge. I mean, obviously, they have a billion people living in China, not to mention you have Japan, South Korea, and of course, all the other Asian countries that are all around that. So you have a lot of potential customers that are going to be going out of there. Now, we do know that beginning in June 2015, Quantum of the Seas will offer three to eight night itineraries out of Shanghai to Japan and Korea. Beyond that, we don't really know much in terms of what those itineraries include, where they're going specifically, and how much they'll be and all that stuff. That sort of information will be coming, as best I can tell you, sometime soon. I wish it would give you more specific information. The thing about it is you could probably figure out most of these itineraries by looking at what a Voyager of the Seas and even Mariner of the Seas has done in the past. It shouldn't be all that different, really, because let's face it, you know, they're not going to reinvent the wheel here. They're just going to be putting a bigger ship in here to attract a whole new customer base. And Royal Caribbean is really betting big on the whole China thing. So, And I know many of you have very strong opinions about that in both ways, but it'll be interesting to see really how this all plays out as we move forward. But hopefully that helps you out there, Peyton. Our next email is from Christopher Percy. Very comprehensive overview of booking incentives on episode 37. Great job. We try to leverage as many incentives as we can, and stacking, quote-unquote, is certainly the way to go if you can. Reduced deposits, like the future cruise credit of $100 per person, is terrific since it does not tie up your money and you can always change the cruise if something other pops up. Obviously, if you can get the gratuities paid for what is a lot of, especially on longer cruises. 
Utilizing a travel agent that is a cruise professional can be advantageous too. They can sometimes offer you group rates, onboard credit, and special gifts like wine, spa services, etc. Overall, by doing a little bit of research and leveraging every opportunity to the fullest, one can reduce cruise costs and squeeze a few more cruises into your vacation budget. Thank you, Christopher. I think you really hit the nail on the head with that and agree with everything you said there. Really, the key is the stacking. When you can stack on board booking incentives, that really adds up to really good value. So thank you. We have a couple of messages on royalcaribbeanblog.com from, again, the back-to-back cruise episode. First is from Ron. I've done back-to-back a number of times. I really like it. In some cases, it just makes sense to do it. Example, I wanted to do a seven-night Greek island cruise. The airfare was going to be over $1,300. If I was going to spend that much money getting over there, it made more sense to do a back-to-back than a single cruise. And Ron, you proved my point exactly about that. Airfare, both even if you're going to Europe or you live in Europe or Asia or anywhere else and coming to the United States, North America really, then that can really, again, back-to-back cruises can really expand the value of your cruise. We also have a message from Frank Battison. Thanks for another excellent podcast, Matt. A couple of comments as my family's done several back-to-back cruises over the last couple of years. Number one, it's awesome, no question about it. Number two, changing rooms, it's really not that big a deal, which surprised us. We normally stay in the same stateroom, but this last trip, we changed staterooms since we couldn't get the stateroom we wanted for two weeks in a row. Your room steward moves your luggage to the new room along with anything hanging in the closets. So you just need to pack up toiletries and anything else you have in the drawers. And your luggage stays in your room the final night of the first week, so you can do that last minute packing if need be in the morning for the switchover. We even forgot a few things in the old stateroom, and the room stewards brought those over as well. Overall, it was a good experience. Three, goodbye to the last day blues. Don't know about other folks, but being reminded it's the last day of the cruise on the every elevator you board by looking at the day etched onto the elevator floor is always somewhat sad for us, along with all the hustle and bustle focused on making sure everyone is ready for departure. It's wonderful and not having to worry about that and knowing you'll be staying for another wonderful week or whatever the duration may be. Frank, great comments all around. It's good to hear about the changing rooms thing. Um, you know, one of the things that people have always harped on when I've heard about back-to-back cruises is you got to have the same stateroom, you got to have the same stateroom. But it is good to hear that not only is it possible and practical to have different rooms on different cruises for back-to-back cruises, but the staff will go the extra mile to make sure that the transition is as easy as possible. So thank you, Frank. And of course, want to hear from you. We've got lots more comments and we'll squeeze them into next week's episode, I promise. And we want to hear more from you. So if you've got your comments, questions, things on your mind, whatever you want, whatever you want to talk about Royal Caribbean, this is your opportunity. So feel free to email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. You can also post on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com slash royalcaribbeanblog. Tweet us. We're on Twitter at the RCL blog, or you can call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.